to the Florida Hockey Podcast, Justin Bedford, alongside Jacob Barker this week. And it's playoff time. Big stakes, bigger promotions. Every day of basketball's playoffs, DraftKings will have $20,000 in total prizes up for grabs. The best part, it's free to get your shot at these daily cash prizes, and DraftKings will be offering two free free-to-play pools every day of the NBA playoffs, offering players a free shot at $20,000 in total prizes. DraftKings' free-to-play pools are easy to enter. Just download the DraftKings app, go to pools, and choose from a wide variety of free contests for an opportunity to win cash prizes. All you have to do is answer a handful of questions around what you think is going to happen during that day's basketball games and track your results throughout the evening. Questions will range from which team will hit the most threes to which team will score first. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to get your free shot at $20,000 in total prizes every day of the basketball playoffs. Head to the DraftKings Pools page to get your shot at huge cash prizes. That's promo code THPN for a limited time only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for full details. Jacob, how you doing, buddy? Oh, I'm fantastic. How are you doing, Justin? Oh, just fantastic. It's a bit weird. This is the first episode in like over a year where it's a live episode recording next to someone usually i just do this with noah over zoom so nice to actually not just be in a room alone for once you know yeah it's crazy i mean i know the viewers if they if they, if they paid attention a couple of weeks ago they know that you announced that, that you and me are now living in the same house so it's crazy times now finally up here in the same same living area so yeah it's real convenient to just be able to use the same mic and just like yeah talk right before right beside each other yeah like a normal conversation and i mean it was it actually was supposed to be noah on the episode tonight but i don't want to say he's too drunk to do it but he is so (laughs) (laughs) so we're carrying on without him uh and we're watching the uh the oilers jets overtime right now so maybe a bit of split focus here throughout the episode but in the meantime we're gonna crack some beers and uh just get through this episode gonna be fun it's uh we actually watched the last two panthers games together we did um not great well the win was great the win was great i mean what can you say about that one i mean the comeback i i mean like when you watch like this panthers team like it's the same brand you're getting every time right like you're getting this team that's gonna work their tails off Every time, there's skate. no quit. There's no quit. Yeah, skate as hard as they possibly can the entire game. Like it, it is really like you don't say it too often, but it is like really fantastic to see like like these teams like that are actually just like going for it all the time. Like it, I, I mentioned it to you a couple of times too. Like the most impressive part for me is that they've managed to do this entire thing without Aaron Ekblad. 
And like, yeah, they're down three one as we speak right now. But could change, could like, change. We got a big game six tomorrow. Exactly, lots of implications. Couple new, uh, game five new faces coming in the lineup. But like, he looking is like, there's not a lot of teams in the NHL that be able to keep up with this pace and not really have like their game change when they lose their their clear number one defenseman. Yeah, like we talked, we talked about it all year long. Like to start, there's not a lot of teams that have a guy like Aaron Ekblad. No, like there's maybe a dozen teams that have a guy uh, at that level. And when you lose that guy, you, most teams you'd expect to drop off. And we didn't really see it in the regular season, but I think you can you kind of feel it in the playoffs. Like they miss him. Yeah, no, it's definitely a little bit more evident now. Like obviously, like the OT win was fun. That was fantastic. A couple close games before, but like. You, you can see like, people do mention it's like you can start to see like a little bit of a gap showing up now between the two teams like I still have a ton of faith that Florida can win this series that could also come back to bite me by the time this episode's out well you gotta but keep like, the faith you gotta keep yeah, the faith but I'm keeping the faith right now they're a fun team I think they got a good system they got good good coaching and I think they got a lot of belief they got a lot of heart and that's what matters here and like, you do down 3-1 like it's not impossible it's not the first time it's happened. not impossible and it, I think you'd feel a lot different if they were like badly outplayed in the games that they're close games other than yeah, game, uh, game four or five here. Uh, they they've been they've been close yeah. games for the most part. No, uh, and, the, and the reality is, like even like game four, like like yeah, they like they lost six two, but the shot count, the expected goals, every everything like was in Florida's favor. It just was not a good night for goaltending, which we'll, we'll we'll get to too because goaltending yeah. was a topic of conversation before the playoffs and has come up again, uh, not unsurprisingly here in the playoffs. And I mean, I mean, you're right. Like Aaron Ekblad, like as good as he is, and as a lot of guys have stepped up. Like Gustav Forsling's been great. Mackenzie Weger has been really good for the most part. But there's a big difference between having Aaron Ekblad out there and having Anton Strauman out there. No, like if, if Aaron Ekblad's healthy, Anton Strauman's not playing in this series. And yeah. Keith Yandel, uh, rightfully scratched the last couple games based on just egregious turnovers and, yeah. and poor play. So the, you you notice that that there for sure. Uh, but last game, I mean, yeah, it was, it was good effort for the Panthers. Like it was there, but they, they just weren't getting any saves and Drieger and Bobrovsky, two starts each in the series. Both have been pulled once, uh, today news out of practice. Spencer Knight was in the starters net. You expecting him to start? I'm fully expecting him to start. I know a couple people have said it might just be a smoke screen out there just to throw throw the lightning off a little bit. You see I Spencer thought, Knight at practice, you show up at the rink, and it's Bob and Ned. It's, it's Bob. And it's, it's here we go again. You pay the guy $10 million. He, ideally, he can win you a playoff series. But, you know, like, whatever. But that, that's a whole other conversation. We don't need to go on cap-friendly just yet. This early in the episode. but No, and if we're yeah. going on a cap-friendly rip on contracts, first yeah, and no. foremost, we're looking at Jeff Skinner's. But Yeah, no, if we're going to go to cap-friendly, I've already got the Buffalo Sabres page open. I don't want to go to Florida's yet. But, yeah, no, we look at, like, when you look at the team, like, you're down 3-1. Like I said, there's tons of heart. There's tons of, like, tons of pride in this team. And, like, they definitely are not out of it. But at this stage of the playoff series, especially when, like, both Drieger and Bob have looked less than convincing at points within the series, and especially this past game where, like, as much as it wasn't a perfect effort, I feel like goaltending was the major difference. Like, Vasilevsky made some unbelievable saves, and the Panthers <laughs> just could not get a save when it counted. Like, for, for that, it just felt like Tampa Bay was scoring on almost every chance they yeah. get in. So and, like, like, I don't want to entirely blame the goalies. Like, there were some good goals there for sure. Mm-hmm. And I think the, the number one thing, like, the Panthers' defense has been a lot better this year than in years past. But the one thing that was, like, very noticeably evident in this series is they just cannot clear guys out in front of the net. 
No, that's that's a big issue. And like when we talk about just where the high danger chances come from, like yeah, the the goal to shot ratio was not good for the Panthers last game. Like you go where the goals were coming from. Like a lot of them are coming from that home plate area. A lot of them are coming from like the high danger spots. Yeah, like, from and I was yeah. just tipping them in front, and it's, and it's and it's like yeah, like you, it's easy to blame Bob. It's easy to blame Drieger there. And like of course, like. It, they can be like like I'd expect them to be better in a lot of scenarios, but it's not necessarily all on them. Like the the defense could do a better job to help out, get like relief a little bit of pressure from the from the goaltending there. But yeah, I think for for me, like neither goalie's been stand been a standout. You're down three one. You got pretty much nothing to lose at this point going back to Florida. Why not go like go and ride the guy, ride the young guy that's gonna be your franchise goalie. And just let him let him go. Worst case scenario, you lose the next game. It like it is what it is. You regroup. You get him. You get him going again next year. But best case scenario, this guy goes on a little run, which he's been proven to do. He started off his campaign four and zero in the NHL. Yeah, I guess the thing like the sample size is small for night in the NHL, but mm-hmm. I don't think he's done anything to make you question whether he's an NHL quality goalie like he is. He played pretty good in in those games. Uh, was rock solid and gave you you know, the goaltending that you need. Now it's, the stakes are a lot higher, obviously going into, into a playoff mm. game like this at that young of age. Like it's a, it's a lot to ask of the guy, but at the same time, like there's no way he can be worse than what you've gotten from Bob and Drieger. Like, like you have nothing to lose. No, like I, I really don't think that this is like a, a high risk scenario. Like as much as like you're you're in a pressurized situation right now. You need you need to win every game for the rest of the series, and that that is a big ask for a rookie goalie. But also, it's something that can really benefit him down the down the stretch like of his career. Like just getting this experience early on. He's got some regular season games under his belt. It's not like you're start giving him his first NHL start for these games. Like he he can play. He's proven that he can at least play at the NHL level at this point. Now you're just looking for him to like. It's kind of you're just taking a swing at this point. Like down three one, I'm I'm fully no, yeah. Your back's against the wall. Yeah, you got to try it. This yeah, you know maybe it comes you know he comes in and just having a young guy in there too can be a little bit of spark for a team. Like mm-hmm. when you got a guy like that in that, like you're you're more inclined of like we we got to play good in front of this guy. Mm-hmm. I forget there was a the quote today from practice. I forget which player it was, but just talking about how much they they like playing in front yeah. of Spencer Knight. What a good guy he is. And was it not Uyghur? It sounds. It sounds. That sounds like Mackenzie Uyghur. It most likely was. I don't know yeah. who else it would be. I can fact check it quick, but yeah, keep going. So yeah, you fact check it real quick here. But so stuff like that, like you can tell, like the boys will be fired up to play in front of them. You need a spark here. Like you haven't been badly outplayed really in any of the games, and you know maybe that can just give you a little boost. Like there's a couple of games where if your goalie makes, you know, a save. Where you know Vasilevsky's making the save when when he's asked to, and your your goalies aren't. So why not why not go with the kid here, give him a little run. Yeah, like like, like I've said before, worst case scenario is you lose the next game. Spencer Knight just got a playoff game under his belt. It's a good experience for him. Hey, he's gonna be playing at home too, in front of a nice nice amount of fans that are nice and rowdy. It's gonna be a fun game for him. It's a good experience. It's a it's a good good atmosphere here. You can kind of get a taste. Like I mean, as a goalie, you don't quite experience playoff hockey uh, as as different. Like you look at like the physicality it ramps up and like those kind of things. So it's not as like, it's maybe similar. a bit more scrambly. Yeah, like um, it, it's a, it's a different experience from like if you were to play your first game as a player in the play in playoff hockey. Like it's it's a little bit different, but 
Yeah, no, like uh, I think it's a very valuable experience for a guy like for a guy like Knight, and I think it's if they don't go with him for Game Five, I actually don't know who they go with. I, I feel like you have to go with Bob. Just like you, you pay the guy the amount that you do. He is capable of stealing games. I like that's that's the only other guy that you go with. But at that point, it's like why? Like it's like neither it, of them has proven it. I think, I yeah, I think putting Bob in would represent kind of checking out, like giving up. Like it's a cowardly move to put in Bob. It's the like, mm-hmm. oh my god, the Jets just scored. Big comeback for them. Oh, I didn't even see it. Oh, that's I upsetting. think it was off the draw. Anyways. Uh, oh, it's a brutal one for the Oilers. Uh, I would hate to be an Oilers fan right now. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, it'd be brutal. Uh, yeah, it's just uh, yeah, for me, like, there's no reason not to go to Spencer Knight. I don't know if you were on the episode before the playoffs. We were talking about who should start in the playoffs. I was on that episode. Yeah, yeah, I believe that was you. I think Noah also. Yeah, probably drunk for that one too. But uh, yeah, it's one of those things where it's just like. Why, why not go to the kid? Why not give him a shot? I thought he, he should have started. I liked what I've seen from him. And now I think he, he is your best option in net. So why not? Why not go to him? How's that fact checking going over I, there? It's great. I haven't like really been trying. I've been more like <laughs> looking. I've been more just focusing on the episode here. I'm just looking up Uyghur now. Like I don't, I'm not really seeing a quote from, from Uyghur at this point. But like might have been him. Oh, he spoke to the media today. So that's something. So it's probably him then if you spoke to the media. Oh, here it is. Yep, got it, got it. Yeah, he spoke on Spencer Knight. Yeah, I can't wait to play in front of him. He's a, He's got a little bit of Carey Price vibes to him. Mackenzie Weger, 10 hours. High spent. praise, high praise. That is very high praise, especially since Carey Price is noted one of the best goaltenders in this league. Paid like it too. And yeah, he better be at that, at that price tag. But yeah, I mean, he's, I guess he's the same as Bob. Bob's sitting on the bench. Yeah, and Carey Price but, is still yeah. playing. But hey, yeah, yeah. yeah. Could go either way, um, but yeah. So if you're like, talk about we'll go back to the win here for a sec because Ryan Wamberg, what a play, what Man. a play off the drop. Radko Gudis, big game. Like I know we had talked about it a couple times, and like this is just classic. Like when I look, the floor. This is classic. This goal is classic Florida Panthers hockey. Like we had talked about it before, they went out this year. They just got a bunch of guys that just skate. Really, really well, and Radko Gudis, and Radko Gudis, but Radko Gudis is just vibes. Like guys, Radko Gudis is vibes. Guys, just vibes. He is so vibes like, back there, that's for sure. You look and like you watch this play, and you watch it. I love watching it from the back end because you just see like how far the wingers got as soon as the as soon as the puck is gone. <laughs> like the puck is like the the faceoff is won. It gets to Gudis, and both wingers are already at the blue line. Like as soon as they see the puck go backwards, they're gone. They're gone. And you look, and it's a great play. Gudis is, like, realistically, all Gudis is doing is flicking it out of the zone. But because he has two wingers up there, there's a high percentage chance that someone's getting on that. It's a nice little 2-1-2, little chip play. Lomberg makes Victor Hedman look like a beer league defenseman at that point. Just absolutely burned him down the the wing. And he just rips the shot past Vasilevsky. It was was beautiful. Yeah, and it's nice, too, because that is a guy like... Hasn't scored a lot of goals really ever, and hasn't put up really any offense in mm-hmm. this series. But he's been one of the more effective Panthers at playing physical, getting under the Lightning skin. Mm-hmm. Like he's been all around. He's had a huge impact on the series. 
So to see them get it, the only downside was that I just wish it was at home in front of the Panthers fans. Well, you you always wish for that, right? Like the like the Panthers fans have been fantastic this year. It, it really like caught my eye when I watched Game One. Then I see like a big hit. Mason Marshmont lays lays a big hit. See all the fan, Panthers fans just get out of their seat. I'm like, oh yeah, like let's go. This is sweet. But um, yeah, no, like you wish it was at home. But hey, we're going home now. See what happens. See if they can put up a good performance. Game five. I think if they win game five here, that really opens up this series more than people think. Like the the thing that people always talk about is like it, it seems like a lot of pressure when you're down three one, but if you win game five, the pressure shifts so quickly because going from game five, like the, the home team you're up or like the away team at this point or whoever's up is you're up three one, you're feeling confident. But when you go down to three two, like when you're up three two, now it's like if you don't win game six you're in you're in some serious trouble yeah so like for tampa it's like if they can't win this game in florida they're coming home to pretty much a must win in 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 their home building because if they lose game six they're going back to florida for game seven and with two games two straight losses under their belt all momentum's going to florida i'm i'm like i'm not liking tampa Bay's odds at that point yeah like you get here you make the series three two right all of a sudden, like now you're you're back in it. It's it's obviously tough to beat a team like that three games in a row, which is mm-hmm. what you have to do here. But for for Tampa Bay, like like if you're Florida right now and it's just play, play some reckless hockey, like play your systems, play play your best. But you have nothing to lose, right? It's no time to be tentative out there. Mm-hmm. It's just leave it all out on the ice, and I think that's what they're gonna do tomorrow, uh, which remains to be seen. But either way, like. And we'll get into because we'll do obviously a you know a recap show at the end of the season whenever that ends up being. Hopefully it's not for a little while. Yeah, here. we'll see you in August for that one. We're gonna need to to have the cup parade and everything done first. You know. Yeah, but when that we'll do our full like season recap because I think it just can't be understated how incredibly successful this, regardless of the result, how incredible this year has been for the team uh, and for the fan base and for the organization. It's uh. Yeah, it's 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 such a tremendous year to see the the growth and the passion of hockey in, in South Florida. Oh, it's been, it's been amazing to see. Like Florida's always been known as the Florida's always been known as like the like the whatever. Like they it's been like the spot that like you go and it's like there's no fans in the stands, right? It's always like oh, you go to Florida, there's no one there. It's all just like the the least fans that are like down in their cottages. It's basically like all it is, and you're like okay, like whatever, like. You talk like my my buddy skates with Drew Doughty. And he's like, yeah, Drew Doughty's always like, you know like class act, right? Like Drew Doughty's like, yeah, when you go to Florida, it's always just point night. Like everyone's just like, you just try to get your points up, have a good time. It's always just been like the kind of like the fun destination. Well, now it's a like fun the, place to play. Now exactly. it's you got a game to play. Yeah, now it's like no, like we've got like the, got it's a bit. It can get a little reckless there. Yeah, well, when people love to like talk about like all oh, the attendance, this like they should just relocate the team. No, and it's no, like no, no, I don't no. think like, and that, uh, that's tough because we live in Canada, so it's mostly Canadian fans. Like I don't think you realize like in a lot of U.S. markets and a lot of non-traditional markets, yeah, when the team sucks, no one goes, and like exactly, re- and realistically, I probably wouldn't either, mm-hmm. right? Like, why would you? No, exactly. Like I, you see the same thing. Like I, it's I'm, a lot I mean, more fun when you're winning. Yeah, 
Well, I'm a, no- I'm a noted Ottawa Senators fan. You see the attendance drop when we, when we start losing. It happens. Like It happens all over It doesn't the help that your arena is in the middle of nowhere. It doesn't help that our owner is the worst. There's a lot of actually external factors to that one. But like, in a general... <laughs> I, feel, I feel like your performance... I feel like the Senators on ice performance might be at the bottom of the list people are going. <laughs> There's a lot of other reasons. Like, I, was, I feel yeah, like they're actually quite fun to watch regardless yeah. of how... You know, if if Eugene Melix listening to this, uh, you should move the arena downtown. It's my thought. Also, you should hire me. But yeah. Also, thanks for listening to the show. <laughs> <laughs> for the absolute zero percent chance that you know he's listening to this. Yeah, like it's it, yeah, it, it's been a great season overall, and obviously, like this series has been tough, especially for a fan base. Like I was taught, like I mentioned last week with Noah, like we've only been fans of this team for like a decade or so. Like there's. People have been fans for a long, long time and oh, yeah. not seen a lot of success with this team. So it's yeah. I, I get like it's so it's so brutal. It's frustrating. Mm-hmm. You you want to win. You have such a great year and to have it come down and you get down in a series against a Tampa Bay team that's you know sixteen mil over the cap, which is say say what you want about it. It's like it's kind of like they're they're playing within the rules, but it's like still kind of stupid. Like, yeah, if you're playing within <laughs> the rules, it's a stupid rule. Yeah, right. Like it's probably good for that. Like, you 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 watch Kucherov in this series. You can't tell me that guy wasn't healthy a month ago. No, Kucherov has been playing in some obscure European league for the past two months, completely healthy. But there's no one like it's just been like on the low, so you can get some yeah. game time. There's no way this guy hasn't been playing. Like this guy's been prime. Yeah, this guy's now prime to clear, but we don't have any evidence of that. But it's true. Um, yeah, it's it's guaranteed true. It's like the I like I don't know this like I can't like pull up a fact, but like I know that it happened. Is basically yeah. what it is. Now the the big takeaway from the last game is the Panthers were pretty much out of it in a hurry, thanks to the goaltending exploits of Bobrovsky and Drieger. Um Cheers. And there was a lot of reaction on, on social media to two plays that happened towards the end of the game. The first. Um, was a slash on Nikita Kucherov from Anthony DeClaire. Mm, yeah. um, what were your thoughts on that one? Now listen, now listen. When I first saw it, I'll be honest, I didn't actually see the Yeah, we do. Play. We watched together. We didn't see the initial live, play. We were, like, distracted. Yeah. Live, I did not see the initial play. It was kind of behind the play, to be fair. Like, the puck I, Yeah, the puck was on. not even close, so I was, I was watching the puck. So yeah. that's, that's not on us. I, was watching, I, I wasn't really watching, like, in the moment. I was just doing that. And I was like going, going to my own thing. I think I was making food too as it was happening, if I remember correctly. I think I watched it from the kitchen, but like it was crazy. You can still, for all of you listeners, you can see the TVs from the kitchen here. It's pretty crazy, but yeah. So we we're still on TV cribs. Episode. <laughs> yeah, we should. Yeah, we're doing a. We're doing we a record live. the episodes from. We have the hammock over there. Like. Yeah, indoor hammock. Yeah, everyone wishes they were, they were us, but. living in st Catharines, ontario (laughs) the dream yeah it's crazy most of these listeners are probably from florida too they'll get the you know you have beaches and sun yeah like two panthers fans we got like a 40 like a 40 maximum square foot backyard with a rabbit with a rabbit that we named luke it's kind of sweet but like other than that he eats carrots but like other than that like we don't have space for a hammock outside so like Stays, stays inside, but yeah. So no, the out, of, living the dream. Yeah. So basically, going back to declare. So, yeah. <laughs> so going back to that place. <laughs> yeah. we're giving you a so brief summary of what I, our, so our look, setup's looking like, like. So I look and I'm like, yeah, okay. Like when I initially saw it, I saw Kudrov on the ground, and I was like, oh crap, what did Duclair do? Because it looks like he just tore his ACL, and I was, or like he actually like. Yeah, looks, I thought I initially cause I didn't hurt. see it. I thought I thought oh yeah. that's probably a two hand chop yeah. or something. I'm like, this is like this is gonna be bad. I'm like, this is not going to be a good look at all. And then we saw the replays, and I'm like, what was that? Like, it, it didn't, 
Like, yes, Duclair was not innocent. Definitely a penalty. A two-minute slashing penalty. Good acting on Cooch, maybe, too. I, I don't know what happened. I, I, I don't know what would have happened. Like, it, it definitely You gotta hurt. hit a nerve. It, it there's no There's no patty yeah. on the back of the knee, but, like... Oh, yeah. It definitely hurt. We could do a test right here. Grab a hockey. Yeah. You slash her on the back of the <laughs> yeah. knee. It definitely hurt. I'm not saying it didn't hurt. I just don't know how that... Like, have we heard anything about Kucherov? Is he hurt at all? Or is this, like... Like, I assume he's in the lineup for the next game. He, I know he didn't play the rest of the game, but they were also up 6-2, and it was it happened, like, four minutes left. So, like, why would you? Yeah, everyone's like, oh, Kucherov did not return. It's like, yeah, why would yeah, he? Yeah, like, why would he return? The game is out of reach, and, all, he, he and he's played, a target. Like, he might have played one more shift anyways if he was, like, in, in So, <laughs> not, like, hugely important there. Yeah. But, but it, like, it looks like almost nothing. It, it looked so bad before I saw the replay. Like, I looked at Cooch laying on the ground. I'm like, he actually tore his ACL. Or, like, like I thought, like, Duclair, like, need him or something behind the play. Just because I hadn't seen the initial play, but I saw You're Cooch's just seeing Cole Cooch on the ground yeah. in, in pain. And I was like, he looks incredibly hurt. And then I saw the play, and I'm like, I, like, it would definitely sting, not going to lie. Like, I I would go down. And well, yeah, like, you catch oh, a nerve crap. the right way. Like, yeah, yeah. it hurts. I'm like, that hurts. And it's probably going to leave, like, a pretty nice bruise. But, like, at the end of the day, like. It's hockey. It didn't look like anything other than a two-minute slashing penalty. Yeah, like I saw some people were like, "Wow, that's just like intent to injure and struggle." If anything to me, it's just more like gamesmanship stuff. No, like I, I like don't it's think, just more yeah. trying to get under a guy's skin. You're just yeah. trying to play with a little bit of edge, a little bit of snarl. Like if, get, if that guy hit the like if he hit his shin pads instead of like above his shin pads, wouldn't we wouldn't have even been talking about this? He probably wouldn't even got a penalty. No, like there's been like far a, more. Yeah. Uh, the, Far more egregious acts of violence in this series that have gone mm-hmm. unpunished. Um, the second one was the Patrick Hornquist hit on Sergachev, which is an interesting one. Now, to be clear, what a, a big thing was that before that play, oh, there was a scrum in front of the net. Yeah, keep going. Where uh, Patrick Hornquist was just thrown to the ice by Sergachev. And yeah. Sergachev has not shied away from mixing it up in this series with a lot of Panthers players. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Right. And the hit to me was, you know, you, you hear varying opinions. Like, there are people who thought it was completely clean, and there are people who thought it was completely dirty. And to me, I would say, is it the cleanest hit I've ever seen? No, but I don't think it's, like, anything, you know incredibly out of line with what we've seen in every playoff series like is he far away from the boards yeah he's far away from the boards but he's not there's like that gray area between the boards where it's like it's a pretty dangerous spot to get hit i think he's outside of that right like he kind of lands a bit awkwardly too which i think is where a, a lot of that comes from mm-hmm. people say it's late that is the like he releases it like, we, we got it in front of us here right now. We got I know, the freeze I know, viewers, I know viewers can't see it, but I'm looking at it right now, and I can see Hornquist's shoulder is making contact with Sergachev's shoulder, and he is yet to release his puck. So he looked like he, he releases it now, and Hornquist is already, like, on him. Yeah. Right so it's definitely not late. It's not late. Yeah. If Sergachev, like, you ought to expect, you know, like, it, yeah. it's a bit maybe from the blind side, but it's not from behind. It's shoulder on yeah. shoulder pretty much. Like, to me, like... And there, there wasn't like they called the penalty. They call a penalty there. I don't remember actually. Did they? This ref didn't. Which is shot. Yeah, I mean down ref. No, like to to me, like it's a really physical hit. 
It's a little unfortunate. It looks like he, he got hurt based on the way he went into the boards. Like, if this was in a little bit more open ice, I feel like we don't even talk about it. It's no, we wouldn't at all. Hit. It'd be the cleanest when, hit of all time. Yeah, but when we talk about just, like, physical playoff hockey, like, you look at the score, you look at the time, this is just another physical hit. It's another play that it's a guy, Lane, who's known for his physical play, known for his role, laying a nice, good hockey hit on a player. And, like, like that's pretty much it. It's I don't, I don't see it as illegal. I don't see it as anything like that. Uh, it, it's unfortunate for sure. Like I definitely don't wish injury on anyone, and it's unfortunate that Sergachev got a bit, like, got knocked up a little bit, and didn't didn't play the rest of the game. But again, for like four minutes, a minute left. left. They're not like, what are we looking? This happened, yeah, with less than four left. So like, we'll see what uh, we'll see what happens when Tampa releases their lineup for next game. But I don't think it's anything that Hornquist did that would have been like punishable. Uh, outside of this, I feel yeah. Like like, I think out. the most punishment I'd be willing to give would maybe be a two-minute penalty. Is the furthest could, I'd go. Like if if I'm calling that play live, I'm probably not calling anything. Yeah. Right. What, I, I think, what's a penalty? Like I, I'm looking through. I'm like, you can't really give it boarding because it wasn't on the boards. You can't really give it charging. Like like, where's he where's he coming from? Like he's pretty much. In. I think you I think you'd have to do boarding if you're gonna call anything. You'd have to give boarding, but it's like yeah, it's pretty far from the boards. Like it would it wouldn't. Like he's above the line. Yeah. yeah it, it would have to be boarding because, like, you can't really call charging. Well, he's not charging. He's not. And it's not interference. He has the puck. It's not roughing. And as you could maybe roughing. Maybe that's actually your your best bet. It's not elbowing. It can't be. Yeah, I feel like you can just call roughing for pretty much anything. Yeah, roughing you can just say because like, that was too physical. Not too rough. Yeah, which roughing is, is probably, a compliment. Roughing's to the probably, yeah, person. roughing's probably like your best call there. But it's like that, that still feels like a reach to me. Like, yeah. It feels like, like you, you call it like cool, okay, fine, like two minute, two minute rough and penalty, it's fine, but yeah, yeah. Like, like you don't call it, maybe you go review it, like just check it out another time because you know it happens very quickly. Yeah, but I like, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. This genuinely just looks like a normal hockey play to me. Yeah, like Ornus is a big, solid guy. So Sergachev, it's a lot of, you mm-hmm. know, it's a big collision for sure. But I'm not like terribly upset with that. There's been a ton of worse hits. You know, thinking of the McDonough one from game one that just, you know, okay, sure. Yeah. Like, there's yeah. been a lot of plays like that. And I know the Lightning were very upset, you know, with the Panthers for taking some liberties down the stretch there. Which, like, first of all, there's been liberties taken all series long by both teams. So, tough shit, like, first of all. And then also, what do you want them to do? Roll over? Like, that's just not Panthers hockey. That's just not no. hockey in general. Like, you're down at a game. You know it's it's out of reach. So, you know, take your pound of flesh be hard, be physical, play within the rules, don't do anything too egregiously dirty, which I don't think they did. Like, mm-hmm. what, do you want them to just play like a 1-3-1 through the neutral zone and slow it down and just kill clock? Like, no, like, you gotta play hockey, it's playoff hockey, and you know, you're getting beat down, like, it's frustrating, you get frustrated, of course you're gonna go out there and you're gonna wanna, you know, mm-hmm. finish your checks and stuff like that, so I have no issue with mm-hmm. really anything there, and you know, we talked about the end of the regular season too, the bad blood building between these two teams. Because aside from being like state rivals, they've never particularly been decent at the same time where there's enough of a rivalry. Yeah. And no, this is like the first time we've seen like two like pretty good like powerhouse teams going at each other from Florida. Yeah, and it's been a lot of fun. I don't think anyone's disappointed by it. Oh, I've loved it. Yeah, it's I think fantastic. For the most part, un, you know, fans of neither franchise have loved it. Fans of Tampa have loved it. Fans of Florida less so. Just because of the way it's gone, but yeah. you know, and it's gonna sting. You know, if they if they obviously we're hoping they come back and you know anything's possible, 
Uh, it definitely wasn't like the matchup I loved. Like going in, I was like, this this is going to be tougher than it should. Well, it's tough because those those three teams in that day of like Florida, Tampa, and Carolina, Carolina all yeah. very similar teams, all very very good. Like Carolina just won the draw pretty much. Like they, yeah, they won Nashville and they're struggling there too, two two in that series. Yeah, right. It's it, Nashville's it, is too good, right? Like they got Erica Branson sitting in the press box. Like, yeah, we, if you're gonna get, yeah, they're too good. Like if you, yeah, you knew that it was gonna be a tough unless you had the one seed, it was gonna be a tough matchup. Florida, they got the home ice, but yeah, it, it's it's a tough matchup, and I think yeah, it's it's gonna if the, if they hopefully they win, hopefully they can come back. We're all rooting for that. Mm-hmm. If they don't. I think, you know, it's going to sting. It's going to sting bad for a while because I think of just the, the pure excitement around this team and how great this season was. And you can feel the energy, you know, in the fan base just from interacting with people. And so it's, it's going to sting for sure if it, if it does end up going that way. But, you know, you give it time and you reflect on it later. It's, it's been a great year. And, oh, yeah. And there's still, you know, some hockey left to be played here. And we're all looking forward to it tomorrow. So we'll just we'll have to see how things unfold, but no, like I, I look through the Panthers team, like I look at like what's what's happened, and like like for me too, like everyone knows I'm a massive Ottawa Senators fan, but really, Flor- Florida's definitely like I, I was talking about yesterday. Florida's emerged this year just based on like obviously like I'm a recurring like I show up every now and then with you guys, so like gotta gotta watch. We foresee so into it, yeah, yeah. So I so I know what's going on, right? Like, and we also it. watch those Sens games, yeah. To, you know, so like, I know every Panthers fan watches Sens hockey. Like they must, they must at this point. But like, no, it's like just two polar opposite teams. Like Ottawa's just like slow. <laughs> just like oh, Panthers are so fast. Like just weird. But like no, like I've I've really enjoyed watching Panthers hockey. Like honestly, and it's to the point where I'm like I I'll root the, I'll root for these guys in the general like in, in the general future like. You'll never beat out Ottawa for me, obviously, but like, I'm like, this is a team that I enjoy watching. They play, like, a fun yeah, style. yeah, a team you could root for yeah. in in any situation where they're not playing Ottawa. Yeah, like it's type like, of deal. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're like they're emerging as like the second favorite kind of team. Like a team where like, yeah, like I'm obviously getting a Radko Gudis jersey if they come back. You heard it here first for all the listeners. Like, if Tampa Bay blows this lead, Florida comes back here. Radko Gudis jersey in my possession. All right, I'm. I'll, yeah. I'll actually, I'll, I'll make a promise on the air now. Florida comes back and beats Tampa. We'll get three Radko Gudis, Radko Gudis jerseys. Actually, no, four. One for you, me, Noah, and Jared Shea. Oh yeah, Jared. and we'll get a fifth one, and we'll give it away uh, mm. to one of our listeners. Exactly. That's how that we want to happen. Yeah. Huge commitment. Uh, yeah. Funded by Noah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Noah's got it. Noah's on the hook for it. <laughs> he's not here to object right now, so it's tough, tough break for him. But yeah, you all heard it here. Noah's gonna pay for five Radko Gudis jerseys if the Panthers come back, and one of them will be given away to one of you lucky viewers. Yeah, maybe we'll even ask Radko to sign it. Mm. Probably will. I wonder if he can get that sixth Tampa jersey that he liked. Oh, that, that third the, jersey, the, the palm tree the third jersey. Obscure reference for anyone who remembers that, but that's uh, a sick one. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone just look up like Tampa Bay locker room jersey prank and just watch Radko Gudis's lose his mind over the amount of palm trees on a jersey. Yeah. It was sick. That's what I think that was the moment I knew this guy's going to be a Panther one day. Yeah. Because, you know, two palm trees on the shoulder patch. No, guy guy loves the state of Florida. Absolutely loves it. Uh, But yeah, I think that uh, does it for this episode. Yeah. Uh, Thank you to everyone tuning in. Uh, 
you know, hope everyone's cheering on the Panthers tomorrow. We will be back on Wednesday, Thursday. Back on Thursday with a brand new episode. So thank you to tuning in, and we'll see you all then. Are back.